Google used to be really effective, but now there's so much competition and depending on your niche, it's really hard to kind of get up high on Google rankings. Um, and depending on, you need a huge advertising budget to really dominate the first page as well. Um, Facebook has become a good strategy, but also becoming very competitive. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Steven Peterson. If you're ready to set up a strong, reliable accounting system, one that's a real strong foundation for your business, well, we think we have the answer for you. If this is from Accounting We Will Go, you're here listening to us on this podcast. We set up a course, and it's called Amazon Accounting Simplified. Yep, simple. And we only say Amazon, yet it's really all across e-commerce. We're talking about integrating QuickBooks into your existing or new e-commerce business. And new is great because you could set it up right that way. But but if you have an existing business, how do you integrate? How do you get um, QuickBooks online specifically? How do you get set up in there? Well, we have modules. There's over 48 modules that will walk you through each one of those steps. We're going to talk about cost of goods. Not even talk about it. We're going to dive in, parse it, peel it back, and help you understand what it takes. How about chart of accounts? Setting up the right accounts, ones that you can use to make decisions. We've had hundreds of clients, and we come up what we see have seen as the best practice and i think that's going to be the best thing for you reconciling 1099s from paypal and amazon good luck challenging well we're gonna we have modules unique modules for each of those because they are unique and so vendor management accounting for amazon loans it goes on and on i'm just skimming the top there's 48 plus modules and more will be added over time it's going to help you get up get set up or get caught up with strong foundational accounting books. Um, we use it to help make decisions. We use it to help predict cash and cash pinch points, which you're going to have. If you're buying inventory and you're waiting to get paid for it, you're going to run out of cash at some point. Wouldn't it be great to know? You know it's not great that it happens, but it's great to know when it's going to happen. So you can plan for it. You can make different decisions based on real solid information, historical information that you keep building. Best part about QuickBooks Online is our CPA signs right in and does his tax voodoo right through the system and so i don't have to hump it over there and we can get a little better rate by doing that so how do you find out more about it and again you should look into it amzaccountingsimplified.com forward slash podcast i'll say it again amzaccountingsimplified.com forward slash podcast check out all the different modules check out what you can do if you really want to get your house in order if you're really looking to get that building block established and then locked in place and then you can build from there then we recommend the course it's time to get the listings right so what should you do you should get your images right right so amazing freedom has a program to help you do that and we've used them it's phenomenal what they can do you got to go look at this so you go to amazingfreedom.com forward slash photos and take a look at this examples of what you can do with an image you take and you give them some sample images um, some simple images and then what they do is they take and um, insert them with lifestyle uh, photos. And so all of a sudden, you're going to see an example of what a plain image looks like and then what it can be enhanced to. Why is this of value to you? Well, you're in the wholesale business. And guess what? You want to add value to the brand. And this is just a simple way to do it. They offer all those kinds of services. Scroll down to the bottom. If you really want somebody to help really improve this service and you want to bring value to that brand because you want exclusivity, the services uh, that they offer for um, listing enhancement will blow your mind. So 
Again, it's amazingfreedom.com forward slash photos. Take a look at what you can do for your brand that you're trying to get. Add an important member to your Amazon team's solutions for e-commerce. Yep, solutions for e-commerce. Karen Locker's team helps manage our Amazon account. We pay full price just like everybody else. We've been using it for a couple of years, and the reason is is because of the results. We modify a lot of listings, especially in wholesale, because we're trying to enhance that listing, right? We're trying to help the brand. And so guess what? That's the type of service that we get from solutions for e-commerce. So it's solutions, the number four, e-commerce, dot com forward slash wholesale and you can get fifty dollars off her service go try it give it a shot and say hey could you help me get this listing in line and guess what that allows you to go out and develop relationships with wholesalers and then the work gets done by karen and her team i can't recommend it enough we use it again we pay full price solutions the number four ecommerce dot com forward slash wholesale save 50 bucks get that important part of your team working for you. So you're looking for an advantage to help you woo a brand. Well, one of the tools that you can use is Scope. You could check out their product and then check out their competitors and find the keywords their competitors are using and check out theirs and see that they're not and then say, okay, I've got an idea. Let me do this. Let me enhance your brand. That's the thing you can bring to the marketplace. When you can enhance the brand, you're going to win that account. So try it. You get a free trial, but sellerlabs.com forward slash scope. Use the code momentum and save 50 bucks. It's a free trial. Try it and see if you can enhance the brand. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 380, William Gassner. Now, William works for a marketing firm that really focuses in on Instagram influencers. And what interested me, and quite frankly, the reason I, I had him on was the current status of influencers and launching a product and a brand specifically. And I think he does a really good job of helping me understand it because quite frankly, I didn't. Um, but he really broke it down in simple terms that I can understand and really gives some good examples of what it takes to build a brand today um, through this kind of network and the costs. I mean, he's pretty open with the costs and, and you know, some people would say it's expensive. Some brands would say, man, I'd, I'd spend that every day if I could to get the recognition, right? So it depends on where you're at in your business. Um, but he also gives you some free advice on how to do it. And if you're not doing it and you're you're launching a brand and you're you're trying all the tricks and you're trying to sneak the algorithm on Amazon and you're doing all that stuff and you're not seeing the results, Quite honestly, this is, this is, I use my George Foreman example, but his endorsement sold a heck of a lot of those grills, right? People felt connected with him and they felt real. Um, that's kind of where we're at. And it's pretty interesting for him to say that a thousand person, uh, who, a person who has a thousand Instagram followers could have a lot of influence if they're the right people. And that kind of makes sense. So I think this is a neat opportunity um, for us to dig a little deeper in what it takes to build out that brand. And I think uh, William does a great job on it. Let's get into the podcast. All right, welcome back to the Commerce Momentum Podcast. We're excited about today's guest because I think the subject is so current. And um, I think uh, having an expert talk us through some real life um, examples of what's happening out there in the private label influencer world. I mean, this is very, very current, lots of people talking about it, but I want to find somebody who's doing it so we can really get some great advice. I want to welcome William Gasner. Welcome, William. How's it going, Stephen? Thanks it is for having me on. going really well, really well. We're both on the East Coast uh, today. 
Uh, you're usually a, a California guy, and I'm always on the East Coast. Um, but today we get to talk at a reasonable hour. Uh, I was thinking about that. I'm like, oh, man, what time is it where he is? Um, but fortunately, <laughs> you're here. Okay, so so let's talk about this. So uh, walk us through your background of how you become, you know, something you know, uh, in marketing, but I mean, how, how you get involved with Amazon, that did, you know, that's relatively new. So you have to have a history way back. Yeah. So honestly, for the past decade, I've been actually making websites myself, doing freelance work and also selling my own e-commerce products. Um, oh. so, yeah. So a few different products I've been selling, Randomly started selling my first product actually when I was 13, um, which kind of got me into the whole game, selling at some farmers markets and art fairs. Um, but then since then, have evolved into a few different other product um, industries and started selling them with a few of my buddies who actually have now become my co-founders of uh, our company, Stack Influence. So, Well, let's, let's just stop yeah. for a second because I'm thinking about this. So when you... Before you started the company, you yep. you created products and you were selling products, I assume, on Amazon or any of the other platforms, whatever, right? Exactly. Or even out on Google. Um, what were some of the challenges you ran into? Because I assume, hence the reason the company came along. But I'm just thinking about what you ran into because it's it's got to be squared or cubed now because years ago it was easier to sell than it is today because of competition and data yeah. and all the rest of that stuff. So I'm just trying to understand what, what got you thinking this way. Yeah, so one of the biggest issues, honestly, is driving traffic to either your website or Amazon listing when we were selling on Amazon. Um, and that's kind of how we actually got into influencer marketing in general is getting some other social media profiles to really promote for you and bring in traffic um, was a great strategy that helped us really succeed with a lot of these product brands. Um, and yeah, because Google used to be really effective but now there's so much competition and depending on your niche it's really hard to kind of get up high on google rankings um and depending on you need a huge advertising budget to really dominate the first page as well um facebook has become a good strategy but also becoming very competitive um so that's really how we got into influencer marketing in general was we found really a lot of success with it um, and the ability to really increase our online traffic. And, and so that's, that's where it came from. That success, yeah. when, when you think of influencer, well, who's the first influencer that you would think of somebody influencing advertising? Can you think of somebody way back? Um, honestly, so if your listeners don't know what influencers are, um, maybe they, they do or don't. They're social media users who are willing to promote a brand, product, or service on their social platform in exchange for a monetary payment or a free product or some type of cross-promotional benefit. Um, and depending on the amount of followers a social media user has and their consumer reach, engagement, and um, conversion rate can actually vary. So there's now a few different terms for influencers. Um, most people know of an influencer as a celebrity with hundreds of thousands of followers. Um, so you could think of Kim Kardashian or some big time celebrity. Um, but now there's become these much smaller influencers, which the term is called micro influencer, which is who we've really focused on and found the most success with in the entire e-commerce game. Um, and those micro influencers ha are social media users with around 
one to 50,000 followers. Um, and why those are really much more effective for e-commerce, which besides the financial expenditure of paying a lot of money for someone who has millions of followers, um, micro-influencers, their following base really consists of a mixture of close associates and loyal fans who really love the niche that the micro-influencer is posting about. So they have high engagement levels compared to much larger influencers. Um, yeah, nobody's listening to Kim Kardashian. I mean, it, it, you know, I'm, I'm sure that a million people see it, but the readership yeah. and the engagement is probably minuscule. I can't imagine she's having a conversation back with many people. Fair. That's exactly right. right. That's fair. Uh, so these micros are really, they're engaging on the comments. And, and since their following base is kind of small, a lot of them are family or friends. So they really trust the opinions being put forward. Um, and... And they're also, like I kind of mentioned before, willing to post for either just a free product or uh, a cross-promotional benefit without really getting paid. Or if they are getting paid, it's going to be a low cost as opposed to, I think some like Kim Kardashian, they're charging like a million dollars or something or hundreds of thousands of dollars a post, which really? I can't even find. Well, yeah, it's I, like I want to talk about the ethics of it in a second because I think there's an ethical you know, boundary and where where do you find people? Are they, are they staying within it? But I'm, I'm going to go back because what I was thinking when I was originally asked my first question was, was I was thinking about the George Foreman's of the world, right? Remember the George Foreman grill yeah, that definitely. he endorsed that. I mean, it's, he licensed his name or whatever, but he literally got up there every single commercial and said, this thing's the best thing since sliced bread, that kind of thing. And yep. people bought it because he was likable, believable, and he wanted to be like George, right? Yeah, definitely. That, that style, I mean, that, I don't know, that's like one of the first ones I think about. I mean, I know back in radio, you know, celebrities used to read their ads, you know, and, and it, well, even I do it in podcasting, right? I read ads, you know, and it's services that I use. I won't have anybody on that I don't use or I don't endorse. Um, the credibility, though, for social media influencers really only started, I mean, how many years ago would you say it really, like, took a hold? Pretty recent, honestly. Um, Three to five? Would, yeah, yeah. I would say really? five years really? max. It's been kind of this real explosion of of influencer marketing being a really prevalent force in uh, um, consumer outreach, I would say. Um, and is most of it Instagram? I mean, if, if we're generally talking about influence, yeah. is it almost – Is it? Our, I mean, do you know what percentage it is? I actually don't know the exact percentage, but I would say our personal campaigns rely at least 80% on Instagram. Okay, so 80% awesome. on Instagram. And when I think of Instagram today, right, now, yep. well, maybe this you can help me understand this. Uh, I'll go to YouTube first because I think this is even easier to understand. I've recently noticed all these quasi-celebrities starting their own YouTube channels. And I think of these real estate guys, for example. All of a sudden, these real estate... Um, a million dollar listing people. I think there are four of them yes. now that have their own channels. I don't know why I see this stuff, but I'm thinking about that. That didn't exist even six months ago. Is yeah, it, no, YouTube's really exploding recently as yeah, well. And so when I'm thinking about Instagram, I used to think that Instagram was only the, the, the bikinis and the blah, 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 right? That kind <laughs> yeah. of person. But yep. that's not the case anymore. Is that correct? That is. That definitely is. It kind of used to be this egotistical facade yeah. people put on. Uh, and uh, now it's really evolved to where kind of people have totally um, 
moved away from a lot of Facebook and even Snapchat is really, it was exploding recently and then has been dying down because if you may have seen Instagram really copied over their exact feature, they have this little story promotion feature now. Um, and at least most of the people I know have really moved all of their content promotion and just average people just telling, showing about their lives have moved to Instagram as their main platform. Um, so it is now becoming, and for brands itself, it's like, if you don't, aren't promoting on Instagram, you're, you're kind of losing out on a huge opportunity to reach new customers, um, and promote your products. Now, but, you know, when I think of Instagram and, and an advertiser like that, they're not pitching their stuff, right? And that's the mistake. If they do pitch their stuff, nobody's going to see it. Nobody's going to want to care about it, right? But yep. if I knew the guy who was making my shoes and I actually got to see his story and saw him hammering the nails and if I'm making my Italian leather shoes, that's a story I can connect with, right? Is yeah, that it gives you that kind of background into uh, into people's real lives, you know? And uh, Oh, not... even for the advertiser. So that's what people yeah, want. Definitely. Exactly. Hmm. How people really relate to you individually and because um, they want to have that personal touch. And that's kind of where um, there's actually a few articles that have recently be, been written about how the influence of these huge mega influencers, as they call them, or celebrity influencers, is really dying off because what the lives that they're promoting, no one can really relate to. And you want to see that realistic backstory of not only your friends and your close associates, but to the brands that you're following. Um, is that is that related to the aging of the Instagram user? Because you know, I, I keep hearing from my like my my twenty, I think he's twenty one year old son. Can't remember, <laughs> can't keep track. Um, he uh, just doesn't do Facebook. I mean, they just have no interest in it. And he's either doing Instagram and he's doing yeah, no, it's Instagram. Period. That's pretty much what he's doing is Instagram. Um, and is that so? Is there a generation that you would look for so if i'm interested in reaching his generation clearly it sounds like i have to go to instagram yeah no definitely um most young i would say around 20 to 30 year olds are predominantly now strictly on instagram they've mostly evolved out of facebook um i feel facebook's really just one facebook now owns instagram so they're they're going to be all right but they the the platform itself as Facebook, I feel, is staying alive just on a basis of connecting friends. Um, I mean, I personally still use it just to kind of reach out and message some associates that I might you not. On Facebook? Yeah, exactly, on right. Facebook. Okay. Um, but for any social promotion, it's I've, I've found that it's predominantly strictly to Instagram. So is your advice then if so if Steve wants to build a brand, right? And that's yeah. where this whole conversation is gonna to go to. I just I just wanna make sure that we capture that Instagram is is aging in like leap years though, because it's 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 exponential aging, right? It's you know, even though it's only a few years that everybody's been using it, people are growing past it, right? And so like you said, it's maturing where that big influencer isn't as important as the hair salon in my town, right? The place where I get my hair cut. That's a story that I can follow because I can connect with them in a way I've never been able to connect before. You're Not just so powerful. No, that's that's the real power of it is that some small time person or small time company can really make a huge impact in, uh, and reach 
thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people um, through Instagram, which wasn't possible before, honestly. Yeah, and, uh, and like-minded, right? And 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 find exactly. them. So, exactly. so if a brand is looking to get started, I mean, is your advice then? You know, uh, yeah, that, Facebook's nice, and, and you have to have your own website, of course. But yeah, you know, really, Instagram's the place you've got to you've got to blow it out. I would definitely agree with that. I think uh, main focus should be on promotion on Instagram. Um, and one cool feature they've now integrated is that anytime you create an Instagram post you have the ability to actually share that post with the other social platforms. So onto Facebook, onto Twitter, onto Tumblr. Um, and how I actually have been running a lot of my personal brands is focus just on creating Instagram posts and then just reshare that content onto the other social platforms because they're really not that relevant anymore. But it also, to have some type of presence on them is valuable. It just kind of shows that you're um, hitting all the bases in a sense, but to really focus on Instagram is the best strategy I've found. Um, I think others does, does Google, uh, look at Instagram at all? I mean, do they index any words? I mean, if I put a posting on an Instagram, is it searchable on Google? I don't know. So I'm naive it's, about this. Um, yeah. And there's some other software or companies that do indexing. Um, so if you, every time you create a post, it will show up not only on kind of Instagram slash your profile, but also there's a few of these other companies that are really taking all these Instagram posts. They're just scraping Instagram and those will get promoted as well. So it can definitely assist with some SEO as well. And, um, and that's the key, correct? I mean, if you're going to do all this stuff, if you're going to spend the money on influencers, which we'll talk about in a second, yeah. you've got to have content, right? I mean, I always listen to Gary V. Content is king. Content is king, right? Right. Yep. Um, and that's leading into influencer marketing. It's you can by using influencers, you can generate a huge amount of user content that you can reuse for all your different marketing materials. So could not agree more. The more content you have, the better, because um, people want to have that relatable um, vision of people that they can actually um, they're similar to. In okay. a sense. So you have a service, it's called Stack Influence, and Steve does not benefit in one way other than uh, uh, other than Williams sharing his information with us, and then we all benefit. So, so you know, uh, he, is, uh, he does sell things, and so I'm going to let him pitch his stuff. But I wanted to bring the information because this is such a current subject for people building a brand because one of the big challenges, and you know this, is the um, – the cloudiness on Amazon, right? There's just so much product, right? If you go look up silicone spatulas, I don't know how many gazillions they're going to be, right? Everybody's done them, right? So how do you stand out, right? And so we all know the game on Amazon about keywords and advertising and all that kind of jazz. But the real outliers have brought it off of there and they have started to drive their own traffic. Because again, if I drive someone to my silicone spatula, they're the only buy, I'm the only buy box they see, correct? Yep. Right. Right. So period, right? So that's the goal, right? Is I want to bring them to only see mine. And so they don't even know that there are other options. I'm the only one, right? And that's the way to do it. And so let's walk through the process that you guys do because you have services that offer these things. Um, and it, to me, what was interesting about when I went out and did my research on you is the approach. It's not just a, hey, what do you want to do, Steve? You know, because if I knew that, I 
quite frankly, William, I wouldn't need you, <laughs> right? Well, and okay. so I need I need help and I need advice. So you guys have a kind of a, I don't know how many steps, uh, six step, I guess it is, process. So let's start with step one and then work our way through. Yeah, so um, what we first do basically is figure out what your brand is, um, what your total niche market is, and then we help, we have the software that, actually taps into different social media APIs and can source every influencer we need that's really targeted at your specific niche. So we actually have access to about 10 million influencers. Um, and what so, they specialize in? I mean, or, or what, you know, so give me an example. Uh, narrow that down for me. So we can find them based off specific hashtags, for example, and geographic ranges. So we'll basically do a broad range search on All right, I sell water bottles. Let's get specific. All right, I want to add value here. So I sell these metal water bottles. They're beautiful. They're lovely. Yep. So uh, for example, we do a hashtag search of maybe hashtag runner, right? Because runners oh, okay. are probably like water bottles. And then we'll find actually analyze their posts themselves and uh, see if they would be a good candidate to actually be promoting water bottles in general. And then we'll reach out to them and actually vet them. So make sure that they have the right following base, they're in the right area, they have their kind of consumer base, the right demographic, and see if they're actually interested in this water bottle in general. Um, most of our campaigns work where we just exchange a free product for a social post. So. Most of the time we don't pay our influencers, they just get a free product. So they need to really want the product in order to be involved in our campaigns. So we'll do all of that vetting, all of that outreach. Um, and we've actually developed a complete management software that kind of onboards our whole influencers and brings them through the entire process from um, getting the product and putting in all their in specific shipping information to actually posting and what the requirements are. So early on, we actually had a lot of trouble with this. Um, yeah, if, you're, assume, if you're doing huh? a, yeah, it's especially when you're dealing with a few hundred influencers and in a short period of time, like a month, um, if you only wanted to run a, a campaign where you had three or four influencers, it's pretty straightforward, um, just sending them the products. But when you really bridge that up, it can become very complex and influencers have a lot of questions depending on what the product you're selling um, especially when we're kind of dealing with some like more supplemental products or like supplement products or vitamins and stuff like that um, health benefits and things like that and then from just even shipping logistics it can get extremely complicated and also making sure that the people even do their task so making sure that they post on time that their posts have the correct information um, all of that can be very tedious and difficult, which is why we developed this whole management software. And so um, they, over time, they earn your trust. And so you know, uh, I, I mean, I would assume that, you know, the next water bottle guy, uh, you put it out to these 12 people and none of them, you know, or six of these people felt, followed through and did what they said they were going to do and vice versa, right? Everybody did what they were supposed to do. Those six now make it in your database. They get a little star next to them. And so they're now... You know, when when the next guy comes along, you have somebody that you can kind of trust, right? Is that kind of how it works, sort of? That's exactly correct. So we've we're besides our um, API access to really source influencers, we're now 
creating an entire community of what we call vetted influencers who have already worked with us, they trust us, and we know that they're great candidates to use for our future influencer campaigns. So exactly like you mentioned, we kind of star them, write some notes about um, how well they perform their campaigns. We also try to survey all of the influencers we work with. So asking them what other types of products they may be interested in. Um, and that gives us the ability to now future people who come to us, we can really direct them and reuse um, or retarget them to our existing user base. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, when, when I'm thinking about, you know, this approach, so I'm, I'm bringing a water bottle product and I come to you for help. Um, what's, what what would your recommendation be? I mean, something as broad as a water bottle. I mean, that's what's so hard, right? It's something that, you know, there's only, you know, three million of them for sale on Amazon, right? And yes. uh, they all happen to hold water. So guess what? They all have that in common. So to stand out in that world, right? I don't have the Yeti name recognition or what have you. So is is the product I'm bringing going to affect the number of influencers and the reach that I need to, I mean, it sounds so stupid when I say it, of course the answer is going to be yes, but, but maybe, maybe you can explain how you, how you help us understand that. Differentiate. Um, yeah. So honestly, obviously you want some kind of special feature to your water bottle to be okay. successful. But, mm -hmm. um, we have the reality on being on Amazon in general is like, if you have a good product photo, some really good keywords that are going to get you the right ranking, you can find success um, pretty efficiently. But now with certain products where there's so much competition, you want to be able to differentiate yourself. So that's where getting a huge amount of user-generated content um, is super valuable. And to kind of have those people really posting ideally reviews on your listing, showing what Ooh. types of apps they use, um, your product in and kind of the different ways. All right, hold on a second. I just want to make sure this is this is legit because, you know, if I'm going to give them a water bottle, I can't have them give me a review. That's that's a hundred percent against exactly. terms of service. Yes. Okay. All right. So we're not saying that. Please don't say that because that would be against terms yeah. of service, and none of 100%. us want to jeopardize uh, our business there. Okay. Whew. Completely agree. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, all be on their own accord, and it's if they like the product, right? We're not at all facilitating or encouraging our influencers to actually post reviews. It's it would, it's completely organic. So if they enjoyed what they used um, and they decide to then actually give us some type of review, I'm saying that's an extra okay. value to differentiate yourself from the other sellers. There's out there, no right? inference that they need to do that, right? That's, that's the key, there's, right? There's okay. Zero. All right. And so it doesn't come back and bite you because that's a, you would jeopardize your business. Oh, definitely. Um, okay. That's that's uh, some hot water that we do. But but if they're out there on inf on Instagram, all right. So let's go back through this. I want to make sure I'm getting this right. So they're they're putting a post up saying this is this water bottle is the best water bottle since you know blah 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 because of this feature, right? Whatever my unique feature is, as you said, I really need something unique. They're posting it in their group where they have influence. Do I see sales as a result of that, or do I gain traffic as a result of that, or maybe both? Honestly, both. So one, you're going to, of course, get that high-res image of them promoting um, your product, which then you can use for other marketing initiatives like advertising or just marketing materials. But then 
usually uh, since we're kind of focusing on these micro influencers and they're like i mentioned before their following is very engaged and kind of close associates they're usually going to trust um what these micro influencers are posting about and kind of take their suggestions um and so that actually will generate a lot of traffic to the amazon listing or website whatever you're trying to promote um which then will increase hopefully sales and uh and yeah that's basically kind of the strategy um is it make more sense to have an amazon page or a standalone landing page um you know just to have uh, a place for somebody to go to generate traffic honestly either one is as effective um the amazon page itself can be legit because we actually will sometimes promote or have our influencers um, become Amazon associates, or now Amazon actually has this new influencer program themselves where people can get a cut of the sales that they promote. So directing them to actually, or providing influencers with a link that'll give them an affiliate percentage of sales is a great tactic to kind of increase your listing traffic while also mutually giving the right. influencer uh, some and that's the place where you got to be really cautious about a review because obviously Amazon knows who they are. They know they're an influencer. They know they probably were given the product. Um, and there's nothing wrong. You can give a product away, correct? Yeah. Yes. You just not cannot request a favorable review you. or a negative review. You can't request it at all. Okay. Yes. You're okay. Correct okay. There. All right. Well, that's cool. So, so what does what's an expected cost? I mean, is it changed depending on the item? So let me say I'm selling. Uh, customized surfboards, right? Very thin, very specific market, as opposed to back to my metal water bottle. Yeah, is that significantly different? Because uh, you know, the, to get a to get any legs with a water bottle, as opposed to a customized surfboard, right, has yeah. to be drastically different. Oh, definitely. Um, ideally, the best products that work for influencer campaigns are kind of in the. 20 to $50 range, honestly, because um, you can kind of, you can give them out at mass scale as opposed to some customized surfboard that may cost you a few hundred dollars to just make. Um, in those scenarios, honestly, maybe working with a larger influencer could be a better strategy just because you'd only have to give away one or two and get that kind of same outreach. Um, so that's kind of, I would say, the difference between really the best strategy is to, to focus on um, using influencer campaigns for just smaller, cheaper, cheaper um, products. How many would you say is normal for a, a campaign? Um, so we usually start out with uh, our kind of trial packs are about 100. Um, and that's about the standard of getting enough traffic and uh, publicity for our brands. So, and the kind of advantage to that is like, when you want to hire some, if you're going into influencer marketing in general, um, a mega influencer on average has a few hundred thousand followers, whereas the micros may have only a few thousand. So, or sometimes just like 800. Um, so if you're getting, if you can get a hundred of these micro influencers, let's say each has 2000, now you have a total reach of 200,000. So you're getting close to that mega influencer range, 
but now you're diversifying your risk, right? Because now you are dealing with a hundred different people, more time expenditure, but if the quality of the post isn't that great for 10 of them, you still have 90 posts that are really great. Um, and you also now, as opposed to a mega influencer where you only get one piece of content to reuse for marketing material with a hundred people, you now have a hundred. Um, so that's kind of the real advantage there. So I get to say, you know, this product was endorsed by Bob the skater or what, I mean, I'm bad, bad. I mean, I don't know anybody famous yeah. like that, but I mean, it's somebody endorsed by, you know, smart money, smart passive income, Pat Flynn, right? Or something like that, right? That would be an example. And so that gives me the credibility. Now you said that most, or I'm reading this too, that, that a lot of this stuff has uh, product sales that come along with it. What's the return, you know, I know this is going to be the question, what's the return of investment, right? So I got to give away a hundred products, you just said, William, and yep. I got to ship them. So now it's getting really expensive, right? So it's not only my cost of goods, now I got to pay to ship them. Um, yep. That sounds pretty expensive. However, uh, if you see product sales, so what, what, have, what has been your experience? So the sales in the very short term, um, aren't massive, but over the long term, they actually are very effective for our clients. Um, cause not only with the brand building, but actually just as people start to share them and word of mouth gets around, um, our clients really see a huge increase in their listing sales and then ranking, um, which results from the sales. So we actually also track um, all of the engagements that our influencers um, provide. So engagements include likes and comments um, on each post. And then we analyze also our influencer um, influencers audience, breaking down their demographics and geographic range, and then calculate what's called an IMV or an influencer monetary value for our campaigns. Um, and that value is calculated based on, on the average value associated to social engagement, which takes into account um, the social impressions, their comments, their likes. And, and then that enables us to really give our clients um, an ROI on their investment. But we also use some tracking measures to figure out how our posts are leading to specific sales or how many people are going through the posts into um, – actually their Amazon page or their website, their landing page. Um, but we found that our kind of campaigns are really about long-term strategy um, and about brand building in general. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm sitting here thinking about that when you're saying that, you know, the opportunity for something to go viral when you have one person, you know, it's possible. But when yeah. you have a, a hundred like you're describing, the opportunity for to to get some legs is spread. I mean, significantly. As I'm sitting there thinking about it, it's it's logical that if I'm doing something barbecue related and I'm now talking with a hundred barbecue enthusiasts, nuts, right? The people who are really yes. insanely into that. Exactly. The, the chances for something to get you know shared a lot, like you said, uh, and go a little bit viral is is, is much greater. How much does yeah. something like that cost to get a hundred um, to get a hundred influencers? And don't give me so, it depends. <laughs> yeah. Um, right now we're, we're charging. So we charge a management fee per influencer. So our campaigns cost $75 for per influencer. So a hundred would be 7,500. Um, and that's basically, it's a decent fee, but it's what we have to charge to actually 
deal with the expenditure of managing all these people. So the so the Amazon sellers would have to pay that management fee plus also the expense of the product that they're going to be giving away. Um, and so that's that's basically how. Uh, well, one of the big issues, I mean, because everybody's going to say, well, that's a lot of money. OK, so but if you pay any ad agency or anything, that's nothing. Right. Because they usually take a big percentage. What, what I'm yep. sitting here saying is that one of the hardest things, that's what I'm just trying to Google. How many Instagram uh, uh, users are out there? Right. How many how many Instagram, you know, uh, 77.6 million. And that was 2000. Oh, no, it's going to surpass 111 million in 2019. That's crazy. 111 million. Now, the problem is how many of them are real, right? How many of them are bots? How many of them? That's what you got to pay you guys for, right? You're doing, you can, I mean, can you guarantee that 100% of your influencers are real? Yes, we can. So we actually have a software that we use to make sure that we don't have any fake influencer profiles. Um, but that is a serious issue in the industry is that it's pretty easy to get some bots or some fake followers and really make a facade that you're you're a huge influencer, but really 80, 90% of all of your followers are fake. Um, but well, we can here, I get some more stats for us. This was 2018. This is interesting. 70% of Instagram users have fewer than 1,000 followers. 15.7% have between 1 and 10, and 5.7 have above or over 10,000 to 50,000. Um, so that's that's a pretty small group of people when you think about it. Now, I mean, it is out of 111 million, so as a percentage, I mean, it's still, there's still a lot. But then to get within that group and slice it down to follow, to find that, that must take some effort. And so you guys have software that does this for you? That's exactly right. Um, so we've, we have some programmers on our team that uh, have developed these softwares to really mass scrape and then more vet and filter um, influencers based on exactly what we need. So they're following base, kind of their niches, like I mentioned before. Um, and that's that's where running your own campaigns can be decently difficult if you're trying to kind of do it at scale. Um, but if you're only looking for a few posts to kind of just get a word out and get a few pieces of user-generated content, it's manageable. Um, but uh, yeah, that's where the softwares that we've developed are have really come into play. And uh, initially, early on in our company's developed, we ran into a huge amount of issues just finding people and uh, and finding the right ones. Um, and like you said, the fake followers and were a really big issue for us initially. But now with our total vetting software, we can uh, bypass those problems. Yeah, I was thinking about um, every business I go into now says follow us on Instagram, follow yes. us on Instagram, even at the local. I'm just thinking of our little coffee shops and, and, and little restaurants around town. When I do that, well, it, I'm out, the answer is going to be it has an impact on me because my wife's like, oh, yeah, we have an event today. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, yeah, we uh, she must be following something I'm like are you kidding? They're tracking us. And they're like, they're finding things that we would be interested in and messaging to us as we're sitting in our living room. I'm like, son of, because I purposefully try not to watch ads, but it's working, right? Yep. The, the tracking is insane these days where you can figure out, people will just direct you to go to the, your website just to put a little, it's called a tracking pixel on your, um, 
on your browser basically. And then from then on, whatever websites you go to, um, as long as you're kind of logged into Gmail or Google or even Facebook, you're going to see these ads pop up and uh, it definitely gets scary <laughs> because yeah, you'll, you'll be talking about something and searched it once and then uh, all of a sudden you're now seeing bombarded by a range of different advertisements trying to upsell you on that same product. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think there's so much dilution. So let, let's be realistic here. So a whole bunch of people listening to this right now are like, Steve, I can't afford that. But that doesn't mean they can't. This is a long play. And William, you got to look at the long game here, right? You got people that are trying to develop a brand. You never know when they're going to hit one out of the park. So you got to look for long. How about giving away some free information? And let's help some people how they can kind of start doing this on their own to get started. And so when they're ready to tackle a, uh, um, a larger program, then they, they'll realize, hey, it's a lot of work. And that's why you need a company like yours. Um, how about that? Can you do that? Yeah, I can definitely do that. Um, okay, well, let's get started then. So somebody who wants to, they got their product, they're selling silicone spatulas, and they want to yep. get Steve's silicone spatula out there. Let's start from the beginning. So right away, honestly, make sure you first have started a social media profile, specifically <laughs> Instagram, right? Um, How many times have you seen that, right? Yeah, no. You have nothing, and then you try to start outreaching, and uh, that's difficult. So you want some type of presence already to make people kind of trust you, and then they can see your products and, and what you're offering. Um, so once you have your Instagram set up, um, the suggestion is to right away, actually, Instagram has their whole search feature is based off of hashtags. Um, so as I kind of talked about earlier, start searching specific niche hashtags, um, and then you can direct message these uh, accounts that you find based on these hashtags. Go so through give their... us an example. So, so let's stay in my silicone spatula. So what would you suggest that I would search for? Or what would so, you search for in your mind? Uh, I would do a bunch of different cooking hashtags. So cooking lovers, there's probably Instacook um, and things along that range. You can go vague and then go very specific. Um, but anything that relating to cooking, obviously, or cooking where. And um, Instagram will also, once you do one search, it'll actually suggest a bunch of the top other hashtags that are related to that. Um, so start clicking on kind of all of the top ranged, ranged hashtags that you find. And then go into the posts. Um, start looking at what their following base is, what the quality of their content is. Make sure they're kind of posting very good photos. Um, and then once you find your ideal customer influencers, um, there's a feature where you can actually direct message them directly on Instagram. Sometimes they'll have an email in their profile, in which case you could actually reach out to them through email, but, um, through Instagram, you can message them and ideally you ask them, Hey, um, this is my brand. This is my product. You can check it out on my posts. And, uh, would you be willing to, um, promote my product in exchange for getting a free one. Or if you have some sort of marketing budget, I'll offer you here's a monetary payment for, uh, for promoting this and, and we, keep in mind. Okay. What? Well, go ahead. Uh, I, I was going to ask a question. I was going to say, uh, um, what we kind of brought up before about just the ethics or you brought up, um, of posting, there's actually the government agency FTC, um, created this new uh, law now where you actually have to, if an influencer is posting about some product, they actually have to disclose 
that it's an advertisement or a sponsored post. So you have to always keep that in mind is to let your influencers know that, hey, tell your audience that this is sponsored. But even though I'm just giving them a bottle, a, a free bottle that's sponsored. That is still sponsored. Quid pro quo, right? There's an expectation for something if I gave them something. Okay. I just want to make sure that that's clear. doesn't have to be money. Yeah, no. It's uh, if they're promoting something that someone reached out to them and asked them to do. Um, they have to disclose that, which comes down. I think that's very ethical. You know, you want to, um, in this day and age, you can really brainwash people into buying a lot of things um, and to really disclose that to your audience. And people don't necessarily care, though, even though it's sponsored. It's they still are interested in what especially well, with but they appreciate the honesty and the candor now i think right. this is a place where i was going to go ethically too is that you can make some mistakes by giving your product and giving it to the wrong type of person to me that that could be just as serious today right um because if they're sleazy sketchy you don't want them representing your brand right oh definitely um there's actually i read this book that talked about uh some brand promotions um or brand companies sending products their competitors products to other um to to different like celebrities who were really not very good um ethically or just like good promoters so as an example do you ever remember uh um jersey shore that show yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so uh there was some i think it My was wife's like, related to somebody there so that's why that's why it's i i never seen the show However, there, my wife is related to somebody. Yeah, I rarely watched it too, but I got some influence into it. Um, but there's that character on it, Snooky, who like people didn't really like, or she was kind of a, a interesting character, to say the least, on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was some product, it was Gucci or Prada, that, or vice versa, they, they sent either Prada or Gucci to Snooky as like a free, free product giveaway. Um, but they did it as like a negative advertising campaign. So to make people not want to buy their competitor's product because this celebrity that people didn't think. Oh, yeah. They don't want – if she likes it, then I wouldn't want it. Oh, I get it. Um, and there was another example on that specifically show. I think it was uh, The Situation or whatever that guy's name. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was American Eagle. He was wearing a lot of their clothing, and they ended up paying him um, – to not wear his their products. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so uh, there's definitely that um, factor in in influencer marketing is you can get negative publicity from uh, from sending it to the wrong person or kind of a backlash. So you definitely want to make sure that you're working with the right people and their their audience is right in your customer demographic and. Uh, and that they're going to do a just job in uh, promoting your brand. How do, how do you look for legitimacy in that? Because what you you know what you're saying makes sense. I mean, when I look at somebody's profile, I mean, am I, you know, I guess maybe it's the obvious stuff. You know, are they fake? You could tell that they're fake. Um, but what's your advice to little Steve starting out with a silicone spatula? How do I how do I identify the best best person to work with? Yeah. So to like I said, we have kind of this total automated software that really figures out if someone's profile is fake. But as just a person going into this to really figure out if someone has fake followers, um, if you go into their following base, you can actually see who is following. Click into a few of their profiles. And if they have, if they're following 
let's say thousands of profiles or just a large amount and have no one really following them. And also usually fake profiles will only have a few photos. You'll know that that now that person is actually buying a lot of fake accounts. Um, and that's kind of the standard of what a fake account looks like. And then also based their um, following on the, on the influencer profile itself, look at their following base and then go into each one of their photos itself and see how many likes they have. So they should at least have 1% of their following be liking um, on their photos. So if they have 10,000 followers, um, 100 people should should be liking each one of their photos. Um, and, and if not, kind of, what does that tell you? It really tells you, one, they're not engaging with their followers or most of their followers are fake. Um, so... Ideally, you want kind of these high engagement levels where when someone because even profiles, some profiles that have a thousand followers may get 500 likes on a photo, sometimes even a thousand if they're using hashtags correctly. So those people are extremely engaged. Their following base loves what they're promoting. And those are the real people you want to work with. Um, and when you see someone who has 40 likes on a photo and they have a few thousand followers, that's not someone who is going to be a good representation for your brand. Um, also, just kind of photo quality. Um, if if someone's promoting really good photos, that means they're taking their time on their influencer account and uh, and really care about their whole identity online. Um, so that's kind of a, another key to look out for. And just also one other thing is just how many photos they've posted in general and kind of how frequently they post. So some people don't post for months and that's also not a good indication of someone you want to work with. You want people who are at least posting once a week, if not multiple times a week. Um, and that's kind of a, that will, is a symbol of that they're really engaged. Yeah, with. We look down our nose at these people, but it, it's a job, right? I mean, it, it, you know, I have a pretty big Instagram well, following it. It's, it's work. I mean, I got help. <laughs> Thank God for Ashley. I got help because I couldn't do it by myself. And my son helps us too. And it, it just, and we can't keep up. And so these people who do that, they put a lot of effort and energy. So you, you do got to give them that. Um, I think it's more socially acceptable as long as it's not the, the bikini stuff. You know what I mean? I think that there is, there was a time where that was the thing. Yeah, exactly. Now that's kind of passe for brands. What did I read? 70% or 80% of all businesses are using Instagram right now. I think I read that somewhere, that crazy stat. So let's let's close it up with this because, again, most of the people listening here are going to be selling on Amazon, right? And they're trying to figure out a way. If they don't put their products and, and deal with Instagram influencers or any type of influencer, their competitor is, correct? That is correct, yeah. Um, especially yeah, nowadays, that's one of the main ways to really differentiate yourself. Um, and as many, you get a lot of use, like I've mentioned a few times before, the user generated content is invaluable yeah, now. Yeah, I get is that. Having other people like real life people promoting your product and then you can use those um, photos in your Amazon profile as that I found has really can differentiate a brand from just someone who has bland product photos. In your example um, of that thousand people, that person who has a thousand followers and they get 500 engagements, they're a celebrity in that thousand group, right? I mean, that that's a, I mean, think about it. Imagine if, if yeah. a thousand people heard of you and 500 of them comment, you are, you are the number one in that group. 
you are a major celebrity in that thousand person group. So for you to recommend and then endorse, um, really, that's what it is. It's an endorsement that goes a long way. I get that. I, that that's very clear the way you said that. Yep. No, that's exactly right. Is that the people who people are really engaged with these small follow, uh, small influencers now, like they're they're kind of becoming these small time celebrities in a sense, um, which is a weird reality that we're living in now. But uh. Well, well, yeah, well, you're so. seeing on TV. I mean, think about like, and I, I think about this all the time. You know, we don't we don't have right. Oh, we do have cable. It was on for the Super Bowl and the Oscars. Yep. That's the last time we put it on. And there are <laughs> days we have Comcast, and it'll say it's been 17 days since you uh, signed in or whatever. It literally tells us that now. And you're like, yep, because I have no interest in. If I didn't have to get it, I wouldn't. But it forces you because of the internet. Anyway. Then I think about the hundreds of channels because when I go in there, there's so many channels. It's so diluted, that audience. How does anybody effectively advertise in that marketplace without targeting me, who is an e-commerce seller and a podcaster and a retired guy, right? How do they reach me? I'm a bad example for them. However, you know, if uh, Casey Neistat posts something, I see it. Now, he's a yeah. big example, but I mean, still because I'm interested in the photography side of it or whatever, right? Or a podcasting thing. John Lee Dumas would be a good one, right? I'm interested, so I see things like that. Um, in today's world, this is really pretty much it if you really want to reach somebody, correct? It is. No, this is the, the new new marketing world we're living in is, is really predominantly based on social media. And, and people live on, on their phones now, which is crazy. Yeah. And they're buying on their phones. And we all know that. So as Amazon sellers. Okay. So, so we understand that the easy way to do this is to, is, as William suggested, go out and start researching in that. Now, if you're a scaled uh, business and you're looking to, you know, to, to really grow and you want to grow quickly, then you got to buy time, as we always say. And so then, therefore, services like Stack Influence, that's the name of the company, Stack Influence. Um, it's stackinfluence.com. Um, and there's a they have a phone number there. You can start with a 15-minute call. The call is free, I assume? It is. Okay, the call is free. Um, and uh, I'll put the number in the episode here. Um, what What's next? What do you see... You know, because I'm thinking about this. I mean, this is, you know, it's accelerating. Like we said, the Kardashians and those other influencers, they're kind of getting a little more passe on the smaller level. What's what's What do you see next? Because that, that'll start to roll and catch up, right? Yeah. Um, honestly, as you mentioned um, early in this podcast, YouTube is becoming yeah. a really great avenue for marketing promotion now. And we're seeing a lot of our influencers starting their own YouTube channels, as you also kind of brought up, because um, just video content is is really the next frontier. Is uh, either short term or even long form video content people are really being engaged with. Um, another extreme valuable um, addition to the videos is that Google owns YouTube, right? Yeah, so kind of helps. <laughs> Yeah. So there, uh, when you get some good keywords on your YouTube videos, you're really showing up high in Google rankings. Um, and then it's also great for just, if you have a website for your search engine optimization strategy. Um, so we're seeing a lot of people moving towards the kind of video space and we're also, um, promoting a lot now of, uh, video content creation for our influencers. So we're running some different competitions in our campaigns where, um, our influencers can actually 
make some money or win a, some type of award um, for the best video that they promote. And whether it's product recommendation video or just something very creative, we've seen some influencers do really sweet um, stop motion um, videos. And our, our clients are loving those because one, you can also post those on your Amazon profile as just a little explanation video, but also can then take reuse those videos and compile them and make some type of YouTube content or create a total uh, YouTube channel yourself. Um, so I see that kind of as the new frontier of uh, where this is all moving. But I also see just in general for influencer marketing is that micro-influencers are really taking off. It's, uh, it's four in the ground floor. Yeah, it's... Uh, this, the small time people are becoming the, the new age celebrities. Um, and because they're so niche specific, right? It's like, like you, you said, uh, you're following, you're, you're actually looking at different profiles that you're really interested in these specific products or these specific topics. Um, so if you can be, if you can be someone who's the master at this specific niche, um, you're now a celebrity in that realm. Hmm. And the Kim Kardashians of the world are losing their their power because they're spreading themselves too thin and kind of people can't really relate to them as well. Um, they're not, they're promoting a lifestyle that is unattainable to most people. Um, so that's kind of where I see the world of influencer marketing moving is really towards these micro influencers. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that's a good news. It's not too late because I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I always see people. It's not. I, I just saw Alex Rodriguez started a YouTube channel and he's doing some coaching or whatever for business because he's a pretty big businessman. And you think to yourself, why would he start? I'm, I'm sure he's getting wooed by YouTube to start one. However, his level of influence, he's in control of his future. This is just yep. the beginning. And so to me, that's why this that's why I agreed to have you on, because, again, I think this is so timely. Um, what William's saying here is not far-fetched for any of us. Um, and if you want to be an influencer, even cooler. If somebody was an influencer and they wanted to get involved with you guys, how do they reach out? The same way I'm going to give them the contact. Can they reach out that way? They can. And uh, on our website, we actually have a, a menu tab called Creators where they can sign up right there. They kind of give us their social media link and a little bit of information about themselves. And... Uh, they can apply to our program and we okay. Okay. that's cool that's cool all right so stack influence is the company stackinfluence.com and his email is william at stackinfluence.com and i will um put uh links out here on the episode william i i really appreciate um i appreciate you taking the time and indulging in my stupid questions just because you know i'm it an works. old dude so it's a little it's a little harder for me to get um that's why i related it to george foreman <laughs> but to be honest with you, it's more of the same old. It's really the executor, the person who can really pull it together. They seem to be the outliers. Everybody has access to it, but the person who does it right really seems to be the one winning. Yeah, you're completely correct. It's uh, If you can find the correct niche and you really engage with your user base, um, you're the, the new age celebrity and you're going to really quickly generate an uh, engaged community. Um, and can start honestly, amazingly making a living off it in a lot of times. It's crazy. Um, yeah, it's uh, content creators are becoming kind of the new uh, remote work 
occupation. <laughs> and it's just people promoting specifically on Instagram. It's, it's amazing. You can actually make a living off that these days. Um, but it's totally possible. And, and especially as micro influencing, uh, marketing really evolves, it's going to become even more prevalent. Dude, I, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I wish you nothing but success. Thank you as well, Stephen. Pleasure talking with you. Great guy, uh, great story of um, what it is today. You know, it fascinates me that this stuff is existing. And, and it fascinates me how fast it's changing. You know, how fast the Kardashians came in and out of favor. They're 15 minutes while, you know, the sister can create a billion-dollar brand. So I'm not downplaying it. But the reality is their ability to influence the market is waning. Um, and that's interesting to me. So how do you stay ahead of it? Well, you got to get to the people um, that want your product. How do you find them? You got to keep slicing and we used to call it peeling the onion back in the accounting world, right? You peel layer by layer by layer. And I think uh, William did a really good job of explaining what it takes today. EcommerceMomentum.com, EcommerceMomentum.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to the E-Commerce Momentum Podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.